If you've been listening to my show for a while, you know how I like to talk about a gut biome test. I call it a fancy poop test. It's a fancy name for a poop test. And it's going to tell us what the ecosystem is in your gut. And why that's important is since food's the best medicine, it's going to tell us, here are your superfoods just for you to eat. Here are the foods for you to avoid. And here's everything else. Eat this a lot. Eat this a little. Now, my team has been very busy and they got an amazing deal for anybody that wants to do this test. You can do it at home. You don't need a doctor's orders. All you have to do is just go to Viome, V as in Victor, I-O-M as in Mary, E.com biome.com. And at checkout, use the secret code, Julie Ryan, and you'll get more than 50% off. Don't put any spaces in there, just Julie Ryan. It's an amazing test. It's going to give you tons of information. I've done it several times myself, and you're going to be thrilled with the information you get because it'll give you a program just for you. Give it a whirl. Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this week. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. We have a whole bunch of callers on hold. So we are going to go to the phones. First of all, congratulations to the Alabama Crimson Tide National Championship football team. They played my alma mater, Ohio State, and won by a lot. So I was in good shape because I I was happy either way. And it was Nick Saban's seventh national championship, the winningest college football coach in history, and uh, Alabama's 17th, which is amazing. And a lot of you know that my son went to Alabama, and my husband's a big Alabama fan, and I'm a sorority advisor there. So I'm usually on campus uh, about once a week during time. So I have a, a lot of love for them, too. So congratulations to the Crimson Tide. Roll Tide! So just wanted to mention that. Hope your weeks are going well. Certainly, we're living in historic times. My goodness, I I keep telling my son, Jonathan, you're going to be able to tell your grandchildren about this. I'll be gone. I'll be in heaven, you know, looking down on you, but you'll be able to tell your children. So uh, stay tuned with all that's happening. Okay, let's go to the phones. And our first caller is Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Well, hi, Julie. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I am good. Terrific. Calling in from? I'm calling from Columbus, Ohio. From Ohio. Where in Ohio? Columbus. Columbus, where the Buckeyes are. Yes. Yeah. Well, good. Well, thanks for calling in. Do you have a question for me? I do. My father passed away in October. And I was wondering if 
you can see if he's around me. I'm having a lot of going on right now, and um, I just kind of wonder, is he here? Yeah, absolutely. Please tell everybody what his name is. Ed. We called him Big Ed. Big Ed. All right. Okay, well, let me connect to you, Lisa, and then we will get your dad on the line. We'll do a conference call with him. How about that? That'll be fun. Oh, I love it. How this works is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit because we're all spirits attached to a body having a human experience. And when we're attached to a body, we vibrate more slowly simply because the body has mass. So when I raise my vibrational level, I'm going to watch a laser beam and it's going to come from my body and hook into yours, Lisa. And then I'm going to be able to see your dad. Spirits usually always stand to the right of the person and they know when we're talking about them because every spirit has their own frequency, like a radio broadcast channel, you know, mega, the megahertz and classic rocks 92.7 and, and maybe smooth jazz is (laughs) 102.5 or something like that. So our heads are big satellite dishes, Lisa, and All we have to do to connect with our deceased loved ones or anybody for that matter, if you want to talk to Mother Teresa or Aristotle or whomever, you just think of that person and then their spirit is right there and we can communicate with them. And when we're talking with spirit, we just say something to them and then they're going to answer telepathically. And it feels like a thought in your head. And how you know it's the person with whom you want to speak is, or the spirit, I should say, is it comes in within a second, as fast as you can snap your fingers. So do you have a couple of questions for your dad to just get the conversation going? Yes. Does um, he think that, is he happy with, with how we're taking care of my mother? He's saying it's not whether he's happy because spirits are always happy. That emotion thing is a human thing, Lisa. It's are you guys happy with how you're taking care of your mother? He's there with you, but he's spirits don't really care about that kind of stuff because that's a human thing, which I know is hard for okay. us to wrap our human brains mm-hmm. around it. But, yeah, he says you're doing a great job. The key is for you guys to be happy with it. Good. What's okay. going on with your mom? Can you tell her, tell everybody what's going on with well, your mom? Yeah, she has Alzheimer's. So this has okay. been a very hard transition. Yeah, I bet. Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay. He's around her all the time, too. He's oh, saying, did, he's saying keep the matches away from her. <laughs> so <laughs> he's saying it like with a, a cute grin on his face. Mm-hmm. He's, he's just kind of like, okay, watch her. Keep the matches away from her. Um, not too many people have matches anymore, but that's nope. what he was well, saying. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. I just brought them a uh, safety lantern because he keeps a candle next to his chair in case their electric went out. And I thought, that is just not a good idea. <laughs> no. Well, there you go. See, there's some validation yep. for you. When he said, keep the matches away from her. You've been thinking about the candle and lighting it. So there you go. Did you have another quick question for him? Um, I'm also in transition looking for a house. And does he think 
how long does he think I'm going to be living here at his house till I find another one? Two weeks came in before your question was even out all the way. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean you'll move into one in two weeks. That means you'll no, find no, one. No, no, no. Find yeah. one, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. Okay. So, thank you. Well, good luck with all of that. Yeah, remember you can talk to him anytime. Just, just say, "Hey, Dad," and he'll be right there. And the other thing, Lisa, is when you're doing something completely unrelated, like fixing dinner or folding laundry or going for a walk or something, and he comes into your head just kind of out of the blue, that's him letting you know he's around you. Okay. Okay. So keep that in mind too. Alrighty. Great. Thank you very okay. much. Okay. You are so welcome. Thanks for calling. Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. And go Alrighty. Bucks. Go Bucks. <laughs> yeah, go Bucks and roll Todd. <laughs> Bye. And roll. Oh my gosh. All right. Let's go to Barbara next. Hi, Barbara. Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you. Good. And Please tell everybody where you're calling from. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Outside of Asheville, North Carolina. North Carolina, darling. Yeah. All right. Did you make it up well, to terrific. the I did. And I posted a whole bunch of pictures online. Thank you for for remembering. Oh, it's so fabulous. It's just gorgeous. I'm great. I'm yeah. glad you had a good time. I did. Um, the Biltmore, everybody, for those of you that don't know, is a Vanderbilt descendants estate, and it's in Asheville, North Carolina. And what is it, Barbara? It's like 50,000 square feet or something just gigantic. Yeah. It, I think it's, it's the largest personal uh, residence in the United States. Yeah, and it was built before the turn of the 20th century, and and uh, Mr. Vanderbilt was very progressive. It was air-conditioned, and it had indoor plumbing and electricity and all of that. And it's just gorgeous. So if you go and ask Julie Ryan on my social media, Barbara, you'll see my pictures from it. And at Christmas time, they decorate it, and the decorations are just phenomenal. So thank you for asking. You're welcome. I would like to know about... <laughs> Spirit guys, my spirit guys. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to know about them? Um, how many do I have and do they have names? Uh huh. You have seven of them standing behind you in a horseshoe configuration. I, I went ahead and got you on my radar when you were talking and the, Main spirit guide is usually right next to your right elbow. They're kind of on that right. And, and spirit guides live many, many, many lifetimes. And so they show us what they looked like and their name in the lifetime that they lived that corresponds with whatever we're going through in this lifetime. And they can come in and out at different phases of our lives. And how I know their spirit guides is they all look like a version of Father Time. You know, old men, long white hair, long white beard, and long white gown. And then when we talk with them, then they morph into what they look like in the life that they lived that correlates with what we're going through. So your main spirit guide, now remember, spirits don't have a gender too, right? 
but we equate genders with names. And your spirit guide said that its name was Nancy, which means that that's, that was her name in one of her lifetimes that she lived. She's telling me she lived in 1924 in Poughkeepsie, New York. And let's see what she advising you on. She's saying navigating the terrain. Well, what the heck's that mean? What do you mean navigating the terrain? All right. Well, we're going to have to talk to her during a quick break, Barbara. So I'm going to hold you over and we'll be right back after the break and we'll see what else Nancy has to say. Stay with us, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. Before the break, we were talking with Barbara from North Carolina. And Barbara, we were talking about Nancy, your main spirit guide, and she said something about she's helping you navigate tough terrain. She told me that she lived in Poughkeepsie. I was talking to her during the break a little bit. And she said that she used to love the outdoors in that lifetime, and she would hike in the Hudson Valley. And um, I don't know if they have rafting, but she did she did outdoorsy kind of stuff there. But I said, well, so is Barbara doing outdoorsy stuff in North Carolina? And she said, no, but you're navigating some tough waters. Her That was her statement. Does that mean anything to you? It does. Um, 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 I've been taking care of my mom for some time now, and I'm, like, burnt out. So I'm, like, okay. um, I'm going to have to let go. Yeah. Okay. So she's advising you on what you can do to um, navigate this tough time in your life. When she said navigating tough terrain, that's a metaphor, you know, for what you're going through, not necessarily like you're going out hiking and canoeing and stuff. So she's there to help you. And what I was telling Lisa earlier, our first caller, Barbara, you can talk to Nancy anytime you want. Just think of her. She'll be right there. And then just ask her a question, make a statement, ask for guidance. She's going to put a thought in your head. It's going to come in within a second. And remember, spirits are really literal. So we want to be specific if we're asking for guidance. The other thing is spirit will never tell you anything. They'll never put a thought in your head that makes you feel badly. Because spirit's pure love. So people will say, well, I was talking to a spirit. And it, you know, gave me all this bad information about how terrible of a person I am and all that jazz. That's nonsense. That's your brain. A, a spirit will only always give you good feeling information. So she's an advocate for you. Utilize her and let her help you get through this. Okay? Okay. All right. Thanks for okay. calling. Good luck Thank with your you mom. You bet. Take Thank care. You. Bye-bye. You too. All right. Let's go to Yvette next. And let me find you here, Yvette. Well, let's see. Here we go. My mouse wasn't working right. Okay. Here we go. Hi, Yvette. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm pretty good, thanks. Terrific. Please um, tell us where you're you calling this morning from. And you were busy. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm calling from Glendale, California. Oh, terrific. Okay. 
Well, great. Well, happy new year. Yeah. You called in when I was on a private consult, right? Yes. Yes. I was just testing to see if I could get through because I really wanted to talk to you today. Um, I'm so thankful. (laughs) Um, I'm calling you during the holidays. I had to put my dad in hospice care. And I just wanted to know if he allows you to. I wanted to see where, if he's transitioning yet. He's still talking and eating, but he's got a, his diagnosis. So I want to, I wanted to see if you could reach out and see where he's at. Yes, absolutely. He's in phase nine of 12, Yvette. And you know where my dad's at? It doesn't matter. I connected to him from you. Oh, okay. Where is, but. Tell us. I mean, it's interesting. Where is he? He's in Florida. He's in Port St. Lucie, Florida. Okay. All right. I have a dear friend that lives there. That's a lovely area. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's in phase nine of 12. Mm-hmm. And everybody, what, what Yvette and I are talking about is when we're dying, when anyone is dying, we go through what I call the 12 phases of transition. And it's how we're surrounded by angels and deceased loved ones and the spirits of deceased pets. And it's a configuration that evolves over the 12 phases. And when we look at what phase the person is in, we can tell how close to death they are. So let's ask him three questions that I always ask Yvette. What's his first name? Angel. Angel. Okay. So Angel, are you ready to go? He's saying yes. Are you in pain? Yes. What do you need? He said licorice. Uh, does he like licorice? Licorice. <laughs> it's funny. They, they, I had a, I had a client this That's morning funny. whose mother was dying and she wanted milk chocolate and she made it very specific that she wanted milk chocolate. And it's kind of like, give them what they want. Yeah. So Angel, do you want red licorice or black licorice? Red, he's saying. I'm coming on Sunday, so I'm flying yeah. out Sunday. Is that enough? Is that quick enough? Well, we don't know. We all decide when we go, where we go, how we go, who's with us when we go, and it's all perfect. And so let's ask him, Angel, Yvette's flying out on Sunday. Will you wait for her? He's saying, I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Yeah. Can you go earlier? I can try. Yeah. You might want to get down there. Yeah. See what you can do. On that and, and pay attention as you go through this event, pay attention to the little miracles that will happen along the way and they'll be plentiful. Okay. Okay? And, um, and you can talk with him. You know, we can talk with any spirit that's alive or deceased because when we're alive, our spirits attach to our body. So what I was mentioning with Lisa and Barbara, our two first callers, same thing. Say, Hey dad. I'm on the way. Wait for me. Please wait for me. I want to be there. Yeah. Okay. 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 Hang in there. Have a safe flight. Okay. Thank you. Take care. You bet. Bye-bye. Okay. Let's go to Margie next. Hi, Margie. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Great. Are my end speaker um, I'm fr- by any chance? I'm sorry? Do you have me on your speaker? Can you turn your speaker off on your phone, please? Um, 
No, I don't have it on speaker. Okay. All right. I just I turned it hearing... off. Okay. Good. I was hearing feedback, but <laughs> terrific. Uh, yeah. For some reason, oh, my phone does that. Know I have no idea why. Margie, I'm going to have to hold you over. There's my music. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, everybody, we'll find out what Margie's question is. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Before the break, we were talking with Margie. And Margie, did you tell us where you're calling in from? I forget. Yes. I'm calling in from Indiana. Indiana. Okay, where in Indiana? Yeah. It's a small town called Darlington. Oh, like I know Darlington, South Carolina. <laughs> uh, just a ways from there, but yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, that's yeah. right. There's a racetrack there, actually, for NASCAR. Yeah, in South famous. Carolina. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. Well, terrific. Actually, well, one, you got one in Indiana too. Is there is there's a racetrack in Darlington in Indiana? Uh, no, it's in Indianapolis. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. like the most famous no, one in the country. <laughs> that and, uh, yeah. and Daytona, I think, but, you know, certainly for the uh-huh. Indy cars. Oh, you're pretty funny. Yeah. Well, you got a question for me? Well, I do. <clears throat> um, it's about my son. Yeah. Um, he has applied for a job. Mm-hmm. He's got anxiety. And anxiety is about driving, and of course, this job is driving. Mm-hmm. It's a really good job. I mean, the benefits and everything to it sounded really good, but he is, like I said, apprehensive about the driving because he'll be driving not a semi, but a big truck. Mm-hmm. And um, do you think, or do you feel that this, he might be able to overcome his anxiety with the driving, or is it just not a good one for him? What's his name, Margie? Joshua. Joshua. All right. So is it in Josh, is it in Joshua's best interest to take the job he's been offered driving? Well, I got it. It'll get him out of his fear. Uh, it's going to help him. Yeah. How did he apply for a job that involves driving if he has anxiety over driving? How'd that work? Uh, well, I'm thinking, yeah, he, don't you want to do having, a job? I know. He's having some thoughts about it. But um, it's just such a good job because he's wanting a job that has, you know, benefits and all the other stuff that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he thought maybe the driving wouldn't be too bad. Mm-hmm. But after he went for the, like, to the, just the interview and they started telling him and showing how the size of the truck and everything like that, he is starting to have second thoughts uh-huh and he goes because just driving my car you know just around's fine but anywhere else he goes i do get anxiety which i understand i had that for a while Mm -hmm. but i didn't know if maybe facing the driving would help him with the anxiety or if it would just make it worse well, I think it's going to help him if he rolls with the, if he goes with the flow. Certainly there are lots of people that are afraid, afraid, easy for me to say, because <laughs> they're afraid, afraid to fly. And, uh, I have two friends actually that are afraid to fly. And, oh my gosh, they were basket cases for years and years mm-hmm. and years. And now they've flown several times and they know there's nothing to be afraid of and they don't mind it at all now. 
they enjoy it. So certainly mm-hmm. that's an option. I think no coincidences in life. And the fact that he's been offered this job and it's such a great job, it's an opportunity for him to get over that fear. So he's the only one that can decide that. And just tell him that we all choose our reality based on our thoughts. And nobody can control our thoughts except us. And so if now, if he's driving in a blizzard on three inches of ice, that's going to be scary. But just normally... It's not, it shouldn't be an issue. And, and I get for him to try it. I mean, he can always quit. He can always leave. He doesn't have anything to lose. As far as I'm looking at it. Well, that's, that's how we were feeling. Cause his sister gave him the, um, told him about it. And so he yeah. went ahead and plied and everything like that. And then, you know, he saw the truck and he goes, I don't know. He goes, because his, he, he has a, he said, I don't, I'm not always, fully focused and he goes that's mm-hmm. what scares me because sometimes my mind will drift while i'm driving and you know i'm i'm he goes i'm just afraid sometimes i'm gonna have an you know an accident because maybe my attention got pulled away and he said with a bigger shock like that i could do more damage and he goes he's just so he's making all that stuff up in his head and it's an irrational fear so he's making it up and and well thoughts- Thoughts it's never happened, in. but yeah. Yeah. Thoughts come in from the ethers. You know, they don't originate in our heads. We pull them in based on what we're thinking about. Uh-huh. So you heard me talk about the two-minute rule? Mm, Does that I don't ring a bell? Know if I have or not. The, the two-minute rule is you ask yourself, is this going to kill me in the next two minutes? If it is, change yes, the conditions. If it's <clears throat> not, you're making it up. So... Have him, he, he's going to do what he's going to do anyways, but I think, I think it's going to yes, be really a, a great experience for him. And if he decides he doesn't want to do it, that's okay too. He's not going to know what, unless he tries what, it. That's what we kind of told him. I mean, you got to yeah. get out of your rut because he wants to get out of where he works now, but yeah. I don't know. I think there's a fear thing again. Yeah. So he doesn't well, get sure. out of it. Sure. Fear of the unknown. So I, yeah, I was just absolutely. wondering if it'd be a good job for him if he could get over his driving anxiety yes and yes so wish him luck and let us know what happens okay okay thanks for calling good luck thank you appreciate it you bet bye all right let's go to marion next hi marion hi how are (laughs) you i'm good how are y'all doing good um terrific i'm from yucca valley california Oh, wonderful. Where I'm at. Yeah. yeah. I had a question. I have a, three dogs. I'm asking about one specifically. My little Lucy Magusi. She's so silly. She's a little multi-food shih tzu. And yeah. um, we've had her since she was a puppy. And she had like a leg injury when she was little. And she would call her hop along now. And then she hurt no. again right before Christmas. And it seems to be going a little bit better, but she still lives. And then, of course, mm-hmm. she's got this. She's got bad breath. I can't figure out why I make their food and all this stuff. And she never seems to want to pee on the potty pad all the time. She goes next to it, and then she poop off. She has these weird things, and I can't figure out why she does it. And she's kind of neurotic. So I thought maybe if you did a scan, you might be able to tell me something. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Okay. All right. So what do you want to do first? Her legs, the energy uh, connected into Lucy, uh, Marion, while you were talking 
about her body habits. And um, what I got was the right side of her body. I got her front right leg is where the energy went. Is oh. that the one that she's limping on? Uh, well, no. Well, she she initially hurt her left leg, back leg, and then she hurt her right leg this last time, the back one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I see it went to her front right leg first. And sometimes the energy goes to the leg that's kind of um, carrying the brunt. You know how ah. if you sprained an ankle, like say your right ankle and then your left leg, the, the energy goes there first to kind of fortify it right. to help it right. help it with that. So that's what I'm doing. It looks inflamed. She's she's using it a lot. She's a fofo dog. She's really cute. Okay. Yeah. So then... <laughs> Let me see what's going on. She's got a tendon thing going on in the back leg is what's happening. Uh, so what I'm watching is um, a little bit of a dog cast being put on that leg to rest it. Have you taken her to the vet? What's the vet saying? No, we, we didn't take her. We just uh, we saw it improving, so we were going to wait about a week, and I've been giving her some essential oil saliva, and it seemed to help. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it'll it'll heal. So she's got a little bit of an energetic brace on it. Not really a cast. Okay. It's more like a brace and like a uh-huh. soft brace on that. Okay. So Lucy, what's up with when you said bad breath? That means her gut biome's out of whack. That's what causes bad mm. breath in in humans and okay. in pets. And so okay. consider what's going on with that. And then what's up with your pooping habits uh she said she doesn't like the smell of the pee pads oh Do you, really? does she does she go when you take her outside will she go no i've never i they're sure so small we had we had two big dogs at the time now we have only one and uh, i didn't want them getting mauled to death outside because we live in the desert and it's so dirty so i just started yeah. training them on potty pads I mean, they've always gone and, and hazel her half sister it's very good. She holds it all day and then just takes up a whole pad. She's weird. Yeah. <laughs> and I clean them all the yeah. time. I'm always changing them, so it's like never yeah. gross She said she but, doesn't like the smell huh. of it. So maybe Ooh. try a different brand. Okay. Try that. That's a good idea. I think I will. I will See if that, that works. Okay. Okay. All right. I hope she feels better. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Happy New Year. Thanks for yeah, calling. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All righty. Let's go to Maisha. Hi, Maisha. Hi, Julie. Hi, girl. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Terrific. Thanks. Please tell everybody where you're located. I'm in Washington, D.C. Yeah. So what's ha- there's lots happening down there. My gosh. <laughs> I was going to yeah, say, what's happening lot. down there? I'm like, whoa, there's a lot happening down there. <laughs> it I is. said earlier, to his, historic times, huh? Yeah, it is. It's yeah. Well, good. Well, you got a question for me? I do. I have a girlfriend that her husband had had a stroke. And okay. after he had a stroke, he fell twice. And now he's not eating. So I wanted to see if you could scan him if he will allow it. Yeah, yeah, I will. Maisha, I'm going to hold you over for the break, and uh, when we come back, we will do that. So everybody stay with us, and we'll see what Maisha's friend's husband has to say. Everybody, before the break, we were 
her friend's husband who's fallen and had are you there did you Maisha yeah. can you hear me yeah did you say I, that your okay. friend's husband had fallen and had a stroke is that what you said yeah initially he had the stroke and then after he had the stroke he fell twice oh gosh goodness what's his name Ernest Ernest okay and what's your friend's name Karen Karen. All right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to connect to you and then from you to Karen. All right. Got you, Karen, Ernest. Um, and he's in the hospital now. Where is he now? Rehabilitation. Okay. All right. And, he, and is he seemingly responding? Yes, he's responding, but he's just re- refusing to eat and take his medication. Yeah. He's in phase seven of 12 right now of the 12 phases of transition, which anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, go to my website, askjulieryan.com and look at the 12 phases of transition. And there's a chart there and it shows how angels and our deceased loved ones and our deceased pets surround us and our spirit. Maisha exits through the top of the head and it holds on, it looks like a cartoon caption bubble where the words or the cartoon character's thoughts are. And just because he's in phase seven right now doesn't mean that he's going to die. We'll know more in the next few days. If you just ask, like I was mentioning to an earlier caller, if you just ask what phase is Ernest in, you'll get an answer. It'll come into your head within a second. And then okay. you can look on the chart. And see what phase he's in. If he seems like he's progressing through the phases fairly quickly, then mm-hmm. you'll know that it's, that he's progressing. But listen, there have been many, many, many people who've gone through lots of the phases and then they decide they want to stay and they're, they're up walking around years later. So. Is there anything that we can do for him, like, um, bring him or anything like that? He's saying that he's cold. Okay. So. Uh, he's saying like an extra blanket and perhaps he's showing me like one of those pullover fleece, you know, those okay. pullover things like with a three quarter zipper thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. he's saying that he's, co- he's cold a lot there. Okay. Yeah. But let's okay. ask him, are you, Ernest, are you ready to go? Yes. He's feeling, he's feeling, uh, dejected is what I'm getting. Okay. Kind of like, ugh. You know, do I really want to live like this? Do I really want to go through this kind of a thing? Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I'm getting. Uh, what do you need? He's saying a blanket and a and a fleece. He's calling it a fleece. And okay. um, are you in pain? He says occasionally. He said it's more of the numbness. Is he having paralysis from the falls of the right stroke? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the that's what he's saying. It's more numbness than pain itself. Okay. So, which is very common with people that have injuries like that. You know, they mm-hmm. get into the depressed phases. And, and I think there are people in hospitals and the rehab centers that are trained professionals that can help them with that. Okay. So that's Thank what I'm you getting so much. right now. You are welcome. Well, well good luck to them. Yeah, go get him a blankie. 
Okay. <laughs> Take care. All right. Bye-bye. You bet. Bye-bye. Okay. Let's go to Michelle next. Hi, Michelle. Oh, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Happy holidays and all that good stuff. Thank you. Happy New Year. Where are you calling yeah, in from? I'm calling from New Orleans. All right. Well, terrific. Got a question? You got a question for me? I do. Um, I wanted to see if you could see what was going on with my brother's dog. He mm-hmm. um, recently had a hospital stay, and they found it was congestive heart failure. Aww. And he hasn't quite been himself. So I just wanted to see. You know, they treated him, and he seems a little better, but not a hundred percent. So I wanted to see. What's his name? Michelle, what's his name? name? The dog's name is Lucas. Lucas. And what kind of dog is he? He is an Australian cattle dog. Oh, like an Australian shepherd? Um, No, that's more like long-haired Australian cattle dog or your your blue healer. They're, uh, they're, they're first kind of tight to their body and molted sometimes, molted like, and they have blue healers and red healers. They're like herd dogs. Okay. Cattle. Yeah. All right. And where is Lucas? Where's he located? Okay. Lucas is in California in Palm Springs. Okay. All right. So I'm going to hook into you and from you to your brother. What's your brother's name? Gilbert. Gilbert. And then from Gilbert mm-hmm. to Lucas. So it's kind of like we're, we're on a treasure hunt. All right. Here comes my, here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home, Alabama, heading down to you and Nola. Got you. Okay. Heading out the 10 to Palm Springs. Interstate yeah, 10 right. goes straight across the country. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Got him. Okay. Lucas. Mm, Lucas has little spirits out of his body. So right now he's dying. Uh, how old is he? He is um, eight. Yeah. So Lucas, are you ready to go? No. He's saying no. He's mm-hmm. not ready to go. What do you need? Mm-hmm. He said steroids. That's interesting. Is he on steroids? They did give him a round of steroids. Yeah. Okay. He's saying mm-hmm. he needs another round. Okay. Yeah, so that's interesting. So I don't know that, that I. Thing, that he's going to be dying then soon. Well, he's, he's dying right now. Friend. He's dying right oh, now. Right. His spirit's out of his body, like that little cartoon caption bubble we were talking about earlier, with Maisha, yes. with her her friend's husband, and yeah. and some other callers. And um, animals do that too. They're not surrounded by angels, and they're deceased. Loved loved ones who are dogs from their litter or anything. I don't see that, but right, right. Are. yeah. But his spirit's out of his body right now, and so I'm unable to do a medical scan on him simply because the spirit is the power source for the body. And when a person or an animal's in the bubble, has the bubble configuration going on, it's like I'm trying to look at an X-ray in a pitch black room with no electricity. I can't see anything. Oh wow. Okay. So, but I think it's interesting that he's saying that he needs another round of steroids. <laughs> I can't wait to hear how your brother uh, talks to the vet about that. Hey, Lucas says I need more steroids. 
Yeah, really. Okay. So, well, Bye. good luck to him. Thanks for calling in, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll get more callers. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show, so stay with us. Most of us have busy lives, and we know that we're not getting the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals that we need. So I'm always looking for easy ways to ingest them. I found one. It's called Beam Minerals. And what I find is that most of us don't get enough potassium, magnesium, and calcium. Those are the big three. And so what Beam Minerals does is it's put all these minerals in a liquid form that's easy to drink because it tastes like water. It's got all these important minerals and a whole bunch of other ones. And I find that they're really helpful. They save me time. They're easy to take. And I suggest that you give them a try. Go to Beam Minerals. B as in boy, E-A-M, minerals, plural, dot com, and use the code Julie Ryan, altogether, no space, at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your order. That's Beam Minerals, B-E-A-M, minerals, dot com, and use Julie Ryan at checkout, and you'll get a 20% discount. Give it a try and let me know what you think. Welcome back, everybody. We took a little break there. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. And just wanted to remind you, we do this show every Thursday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. The call-in number is 712-775-7035, and the access code is 483-620-POUND. Now, this information is available on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, and in the show notes, anywhere you download podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube and Alexa. Remember to subscribe. Please share it with your friends and family. If you enjoy listening to the show, please share it so others can enjoy it and call in with their questions, too. And please leave a review at RateThisPodcast.com forward slash Julie. That's ratethispodcast.com forward slash Julie. It helps others find it. And plus, it registers you for a free session. So, you know, that's worth your time to do that. Call-in details can also be found on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest, all at Ask Julie Ryan. And we post a reminder to call in every Thursday on the day of the show. And a few times a year, I'll pre-record a show because I've got something else going on. Usually it's Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve, like it was last year. And then we'll post something that says, no live show tonight. So just go to Ask Julie Ryan on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those platforms, and you'll find out what's going on there. And while you're on my site at AskJulieRyan.com, please be sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter because it's a question somebody submitted online along with my answer. And while you're there, you can schedule an appointment with me, and then we'll have a whole hour to talk about whatever you want. And since I'm a buffet of psychicness, we can do medical stuff. I can scan your pet like what, like what we do on the show. We can 
check in on somebody who's dying. We can do medical stuff. We can talk to spirit guides. We can talk to your angels. We can talk to your deceased loved ones, past lives. Those are really fun. Whatever you want in the hour that we have. And I'm scheduled out for a couple of months. The best thing to do is go ahead and get on my schedule, get on my calendar, and then on your confirmation email, there'll be a little button at the bottom that says reschedule. You can click on that button anytime you think of it, and it will show you earlier dates that are available that you can move your appointment to. Most days when somebody reschedules, I find out about it after that appointment's already been taken by somebody else. So I find out a bit at the end of the day when I'm done talking with clients. So AskJulieRyan.com has everything you want to know. Also, Angelic Attendant Training, we start a new class on Saturday. I'm really excited. That's so much fun. I think I have two or three spots left for the April class. So if you're considering doing it, then go ahead and sign up for April. Okay, this week we had a question from Mel, and Mel lives in Colfax, California, and she said, Hi, Julie. I just love listening to you and following you every day. I'm so excited about my upcoming appointment with you. Well, I am too, Mel. Can't wait to talk to you. She went on to say, I would love to know what my guardian angel's name is, so when I talk to him slash her, I can address them by name. Thanks so much, and many, many blessings to you always. Mel. And here's my response. Hi, Mel. Your guardian angel's name is Martinique. And it told me you could call it Marty if you wished. Angels are really funny with their names. Oftentimes, there'll be names that have 17 letters in them and they're all consonants. And I'll say to the angel, how am I supposed to pronounce that? And it's a dead language or it's a language that comes from a different reality that we don't have any frame of reference to. And so I'll say, can you give me an American English nickname? And then they'll come back with Max or Sam or something. So Mel, your angel said you could call it Marty. I went on to say it's important to remember that, well, I already talked about that. Uh, let's see. It's important to remember that although we often consider a name to be masculine or feminine, angels are neither. Rather, they're spirits without a gender. We all have a guardian angel whose mission is to protect and guide us, and we keep the same one throughout all of our lifetimes. In general, angels are described as spiritual winged creatures and are found in all of antiquity. Guardian angels, however, are more of a recent concept. They're only a couple thousand years old. Jenny Smedley, author of Soul Angels, said, quote, Pagans do view angels as beings made of energy. However, pagan angels may appear in many guises for instance, as gnomes, fairies, and elves. She went on to say, pagans are not as in awe of angels as some modern religious practitioners are and treat them almost like friends and confidants, as if they're here to serve and help man rather than be purely subservient to anyone, god or goddess, end quote. I thought that was interesting. I did a search on that because I thought, I'll bet angels have been around since even before the Bible, and sure enough, they have been. Although angels are mentioned throughout the Bible, the notion of guardian angels is primarily found in Christianity and in the New Testament. For example, around 342 A.D., St. Jerome said, quote, How great the dignity of the soul, since each one has from his birth an angel commissioned to guard it. Talking about guardian angels. Furthermore, scholars believe the guardian angel prayer said by most Catholic children, including me, was composed by either St. Anselm of Canterbury or Reginald of Canterbury, 
both Benedictine monks who lived during the 11th century. Acclaimed author Perdita Finn, The Way of the Rose, told me, quote, Guardian angels became more important to the masses when Protestants stopped acknowledging the saints, end quote. She said saints and deceased loved ones were once seen as the primary spiritual guardians of people. I didn't know that. I thought that was interesting. And then lastly, in his March 31st, 1997, Regina Kaylee, I'm probably saying that wrong, but Regina Kaylee, Kaylee, probably, address, Pope John Paul II referred to the concept of guardian angels when he said, quote, Let us invoke the queen of angels and saints that she may grant us, supported by our guardian angels, to be authentic witnesses to the Lord's paschal mystery. So in summary, Mel, I believe since the beginning of time, most people could, like me, telepathically see guardian angels and angels of all sorts. Hope this helps you see and communicate with your angel, Marty. I thought that was a fun question coming in from Mel. So, Mel, thanks for submitting that. And hopefully you learned a few things. I'm always interested in what's the history of this, uh, that things that are in the Bible. was. Is there a pagan connection? How old is it? Where is this coming from? And so that's what I, what I researched last night to help answer Mel's question. Okay, let's go back to the phones, and our next caller is Shari. Hi, Shari. Hey there. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. I'm going to use my Hebrew name, Sarah, because um, okay. All right. it's kind of private. <laughs> um, okay. I'm calling in because my daughter, and a few minutes ago, was 228 miles, and she's dri- driving. To see her dad, yeah. and uh, I, and uh, he did just eat a popsicle, but you know he is dying. I don't know what mm-hmm. phase he's in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, her sister that's there says that she thinks her daddy is um, very. Um, He's not calm. She's trying to keep him calm. She thinks it's because he's fighting to to see Leah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really kind of don't know. Is he afraid or is it a a combination mm-hmm. of situations? Is he afraid mm-hmm. of this process? He is seeing mm-hmm. spirits, I understand. Okay. Okay, which is very common at the end, Shari. And on my uh, New Year's Eve show, I interviewed a hospice doctor named Chris Kerr, and he wrote a book and did research on lots and lots of patients that talked about, like 1,400 patients that talked about they see their deceased loved ones and and uh, deceased pet spirits as they're approaching death. So that's very common with that. So, um, what, what is this gentleman's name, Shari? Um, Hal. Hal. Okay. All right. So I'm connecting to you. Where is Hal? Oh, Las Vegas. Las Vegas. All right. So I'm connecting to you and then from you to Hal. All right. Got him. He is in phase 10 of 12. So he's getting pretty close. Let's ask him some questions. Uh, Hal, are you ready to go? No. He's saying no. He's not. All right. Is, are you in pain sometimes? What do you need? 
to see my daughters, plural, not just Leah, but his, does he have more than one daughter? You had mentioned he has yeah. a daughter there with him. Yeah. He has to three see. biological daughters and one stepdaughter. Okay. So have they all been in to see him? Are they all with him except for Leah? I don't know. I'll I'll ask. Yeah. Yeah. He wants his daughter. So do you want all your daughters with you when you go? He says yes. Wow. All right. So they're going to let us know um, what they want, you know, when we ask them with that. Uh, are you afraid to die? <laughs> he said he's scared as hell. Sorry. <laughs> Okay. All right. So let's do the walk to heaven. I was just going to say, let's do the walk to heaven with him and how this works. Yeah. Do you want to do the walk to heaven? What's that? It's a dress rehearsal of what happens when you, when you transition, when your spirit leaves your body. Would you like to do that? He said, not right now. Okay. So, so maybe we can try it later uh, with that. Shari, stay on with me. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to talk to him over the break, see if we can do a walk to heaven with him. So stay with us, everybody. Okay. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. Before the break, we were talking with Shari. And Shari, you were saying your daughter Leah is on the way to see her dying father. Is she close to him? Is I she's mean, about, geographically? She's about 240 miles. Okay, so is she going to go on in there this evening and go see him when she gets there? Exactly. Okay, mm-hmm. good, good. Well, wh- I talked to Hal during the break, and I said, can I do the walk to heaven exercise with you? And he said, maybe later. <laughs> I think he's excited that Leah's coming. Uh, he knows at least spiritually that she's coming and does, I don't know if he's aware cognitively, but I hope he is. What the walk to heaven is, everybody is oftentimes people are afraid of what's going to happen when they die. And so we do this exercise where I do a dress rehearsal and we walk through the desert into the setting sun, my spirit and their spirit. And then we walk into a wormhole inside of the sun. And then that ends us at the pearly gates. I've never seen, I've never seen St. Peter sitting at the gate with a clipboard, you know, checking off people's names that he's letting in. But the heavenly, heavenly gates to me look like this big, bright white, yellowish plasma wall. And we go through it. And then once we get on the other side of it, they'll see the person who's dying. Hal, in this case, will see his deceased family members. And I call them the Welcome to Heaven Committee. Like, do you remember the old welcome wagon ladies that would, if you'd move into a new neighborhood, you know, they'd bring you a basket of goodies? Did you ever, ever encounter the welcome wagon ladies? Are you still with me? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, it's the welcome to heaven committee. And, uh, and then when they see that, then we turn around, we come back through the wall of heaven and I, we walk through the desert and I put the person's spirit reattached to their body and put my spirit back in my body. So I'll try that with him later this evening, Shari, and see if he'll let me do that exercise with him. And that will, I think, give him some comfort. Okay, okay, I appreciate 
You are most we'll welcome. We'll talk later, okay? Okay. Good luck. Okay. Good luck to your bye daughter. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Let's go to Taylor next. Hi, Taylor. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Terrific. Thanks. Thanks for your patience. I know you've been waiting a long time. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Where are you calling us from? I'm calling from Colorado. Okay. In Arvada. Wonderful. And I'm calling about my two elderly dogs. I have a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old. Oh, wow. They are elderly. That's great. You must be a good mommy. Wow. Yep, they're doing pretty good. Um, What kind are they? And what are their names? Yeah. So I have Nacho is a Chihuahua. <laughs> it is he 16 or 14? He is 16. Oh, I He's love the his older name. one. Hilarious. <laughs> and then I have a terrier mix and his name is Bro. Bro. Like, hey, bro. Kind of. I named him after a gentleman that passed away in Lafayette when I first adopted him. And it was B-R-E-A-U-X. Oh. Oh, yeah, like Bo yeah. with a, with a, like the French with name of R. Bo with a R. Aren't you the, yep. aren't you the fancy girl? How about that? <laughs> All right. Well, yep. so what's going on with the dogs and how may I help you with them? All right. So Nacho, um, he, I've been going to the vet a lot with him and they cannot figure out why his alkaline phosphatase is, um, es- um, escalating pretty high. Most mm-hmm. recently, I took him off of Vetprofen and I put him on CBD and physically he was doing awesome. But mm-hmm. his alkaline phosphate le- level went up from 700 to 2600. So wow. it almost doubled. So I was just curious if you could connect to him to find out maybe why he has a high al- alkaline phosphatase level in his body. His liver's not processing something is what I'm getting. That was coming in while you were talking. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to connect you, Taylor, and from you to Nacho, and then I'm going to flush out his liver. How about that? So let's do that. All right. So here we go. Here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home, Alabama, heading out to you in Rocky Mountain High in Colorado. And uh, I'm dating myself with those songs, aren't I? (laughs) (laughs) John Denver and Leonard Skinner. How about that? Okay. Good artist. Got, got him. He is just cute as he can be. He's just, he's a snuggle bunny, isn't he? I can see that with him. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Nacho, I'm flushing out his liver. His liver's processing a bunch of stuff. It's, he's got a bunch of toxins. You know, the liver is kind of like the septic system. In, in our bodies and in animals' bodies. And so mm-hmm. he's, he's getting that out. Is it from the CBD oil or is it leftover from the medicine? He's saying leftover from the medicine and the Ooh. CBD is helping him flush it. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that's great. Ah, uh, so do you want to continue on the CBD? He said, give him a few days break and then reintroduce it. Okay, perfect. I've, I would, I've been giving, I've been declining him a little bit on it. Yeah, I would I would check with the vet though too on that, just yeah. because well, his, ask of them, his they age. don't know because the rest of his body seems to be doing great. So I had one vet say they don't know, so they decreased his vetprofen previously, and then um, mm-hmm. I took him off the vetprofen, put him on CBD, and this vet's like, oh, I think it's the CBD. I get a no on that. 
I don't think so. Okay. I think the CBD is helping him flush it, awesome. which makes sense. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's going on with bro? Awesome. So bro, he got diagnosed with mast cell tumors in 2016 and they've just wrecked havoc all over his body. I call him a beanbag. So Aww. he's got a lot going on. We are doing what we can for him and he's um, been doing pretty good, but I was wondering if you could connect to him and maybe clean out some of his tumors just to give him some more comfort. Yeah. Yeah. I'm scooping them out. They're uh, mushy. They're not hard. They're kind of mushy is what mm. I'm seeing. Is that what they feel like? Probably not under his skin because they're probably tight under his skin, but uh, yeah. All right. Well, I will continue to do that. Taylor, we're going to need to go to break, but I'll continue working on bro during the break. Thanks so much for calling in. Awesome. Thank Stay you for with helping. us, everybody. You bet. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. Let's go back to the phones now, and our next caller is Alex. Hi, Alex. Good evening, and thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Thanks for your patience. You're welcome. Um, My condition is that I have been diagnosed with both lipedema and lymphedema. If you're not familiar with that, that's where your lymph system, and I have had cancer, I I was actually in hospice with cancer. Everybody gets out of hospice. I just tell everybody I was too mischievous for heaven. Devil didn't want the competition. Both sides kicked me back. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Good for you, girl. You're one of those ones that was probably in one of the phases of transition, and you decided, oh, I'm going to stick around for a while, and then you surprised everybody and got well, huh? Well, um, I became the caregiver of my mom who had massive dementia and Alzheimer's. And so, but what has happened, apparently the lymph system becomes damaged. Uh-huh. And this is where you cannot get it from the lower extremities. Your, your legs just look like tree trunks. I used to be a professional dancer. Mm. <laughs> Not Gosh. anymore. If you're going to yell no. fire, give me a 15 minute health start. I just, no. yeah. and I can barely move. So of course, no. when you can't move, you can't exercise and the weight just comes on and it just, and the doctors don't know what, they don't know what to do. Right. And, um, the regular doctors give you water pills and the water pills, <clears throat> excuse me, leave a sticky protein behind and guess what the keyword is sticky so mm-hmm. it attracts more <laughs> it attracts more of the proteins that create the lymphedema mm. so you're on a hamster wheel with all of that it sounds like <laughs> goodness yeah, cat, oh food. My. cat food on the hoof oh goodness okay all right where are you calling from alex I am calling from Salt Lake City, but I think it's okay. interesting because I grew up in Asheville, who was your first caller, and yeah. I used to give guided tours when tours were not allowed. We had a, was working with a company that had a special arrangement to give guided tours to the Biltmore House. Oh, wonderful. I was there last year with girlfriends in 2019, and uh, it, my sister, the, the last time I had been there before 
2019 was 10 years prior with my sister Joan, who's deceased, and her husband. And we were standing in the main hallway where all those tapestries are. You know where that is? Mm -hmm. I know you know where that is. And uh, this woman came up and she started talking to me about the John Singer Sargent portraits. And I thought she was a docent. And I and her she was saying all this stuff. And anyways, I said, oh, my gosh, it's so nice of you to tell us all of that and find it come to find out she wasn't a docent. She was a visitor. And she said, well, I'll, I'll walk through the house with you because I've I've really studied a lot of the history. And I asked her, I said, well, what's your name? And she said, Joan. And that was my sister's name. And I burst into tears, Alex, because I thought, oh, my goodness, my sister sent her. And she was like a private tour guide. It was amazing. It was one of those magical moments that I'll always remember of something really special that happened. So, all right, I've connected to you in Salt Lake. And Limp looks like my analogies are really funny at times, Alex. And Limp looks to me like a kind of mustard yellow colored lava lamp. <laughs> How about that for a for a visual? <laughs> it moves around. It's not it's not like you know the yellow bright yellow mustard. It's more like the Goldens, the darker. The mustard mm-hmm. with some brown in it. And so I'm moving that. And what I'm doing is I'm watching this additive get put in. And of course, it looks sparkly because, you know, it's woo-woo. You got to have sparkles in some of these yeah. healings. And it's like these sparkles that are going into your whole lymph system. And it's it reminds me of watching a detergent commercial where you've got a bunch of, I don't know, polluted water or something. And then you drop a tablet in it, maybe like an Alka-Seltzer or something, and it just dissolves the pollution that's in it. Have you ever seen one of those commercials where they're talking about purifying water? That's what's happening in this healing. And I'm watching that happen in your body uh, right now. There's a book that I want you to get. It's audio. You can get it in an audio book, digital, or you can read it. And it's called Why We Get Sick. And it's a, it's by a researcher at Brigham Young named Ben Bickman, B-I-K-M-A-N. And it, it really talks about how food is medicine. Food is the best medicine. And so you probably want to get a, a hold of one of those copies of that book and read it. The other thing is, I would suggest that you email me, julie at askjulieryan.com, Alex. And anybody listening, email me if you want, julie at askjulieryan.com. And I will send you a link to a gut biome test that you can do at home without a doctor's orders. And it's going to tell you what your superfoods are. Alex, and what the foods are for you to avoid and everything else. So that would be my suggestion. Hopefully this healing will help too. It'll help move that lymph around. It it looks sluggy to me, but these this healing that I'm watching is getting it moving. Kind of looks like a lava lamp moving around. Good. Does that and, make sense? Um, you know, it's interesting because I was thinking there's got to be something with food yeah. That can help heal this. Yeah. And thank you. And I am going to be sending that to you tonight. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'll, and I'll respond and I'll give you the link. The link for the gut biome test is going to be for a little bit of a discount. So anybody that wants it, just email me and, and we'll get it to you. So I hope that helps and I hope you feel better and good luck with your mom. Have you read Angelic Attendance yet? My book? No, I haven't. And she passed back in 2011. Oh, okay. All right. But she's still around. She's still yeah, around. she is. 
Get a copy of Angelic Attendance, too, and read that, and that'll, that'll give you a lot of information and a lot of comfort, I believe. So thanks for calling right. in this evening. Okay, feel better. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, let's go to Arlene next. Hi, Arlene. Hello. Hi, Julie. Hi. How are you? Um, good. How are you? I, I kind of... Terrific. Um, thanks for... You helped my dog, Ezo, before with his um, hip dysplasia. He's so much better. But oh, good. I'm calling this time. Um, I kind of um, support a dog rescue in India. And she has two okay. dogs there that I'd kind of like you to do a little healing on for her. Yeah. It's in Renichat, yeah. India. How it's did you get involved in a dog rescue in India, girl? That's that's wild. Oh, I started following, okay, so I followed Tyke's shelter, which is in Greece. And then she was, um, I saw her on it in some of her posts. And then I started following her and just we started talking back and forth. So wow. um, I do the little donations to her to help her. And if she, she goes out and feeds the dogs, the stray dogs on the street and takes them to mm-hmm. be sterilized. And she does great. I mean, her work is phenomenal. I'm going wow. to send her some of your books. Oh, um, thank you. Angel messages for the dogs. Because I bought <laughs> it and I thought it was quite, it's great. And Thanks. Um, it's cute, isn't I it? I told her about you. And I said, oh. I'm going to send some of these books and some other things. I'm but so honored. Does, uh, uh, excuse me? I said, I'm so honored. Oh, well, I was, and I also said, you have to follow Julie. You know, you have to go see, like, you know, this. so anyway, she, I told her, she posted one of the dogs, Rocky, and he lives uh-huh. by the trash, okay. but um, he has bad names, and okay. she goes and tries to treat him with all of their remedies, and sometimes she brings them back to her house. And um, so, is there anything you can do for Rocky? And then she asked me one other dog, and I want. It sounds like the other dog is very ill. Um, she does have cancer. Her name's Redo, and okay. um, she's in Renicat also. And she said, see if she can do a little healing on her, or if she is going to leave this world, just to let me know. And what okay. All right, Arlene, where are you located? I'm in um, Colorado, Longmont, Colorado. Okay. All right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to connect to you, and then we'll go to India. What's your friend's name in and India? Aram. E R U M. Aram. Okay. All right. Here we go. Laser beam got you ricocheting back down to India. All right. It's going. It takes a. It takes a couple seconds to get down there because I'm far. Okay. All right. Got her. Okay. Going. Now it's coming back left. So I got, I got Aram and now it's coming back to Rocky. Okay. Rocky. Okay. His front right knee looks like it's the worst. That's where the energy went first. So what I'm doing is I'm, I'm injecting some stem cell energy in there and that will help regenerate that joint. And let me see about and they don't call them knees they call them something else in dogs you know we call them knees right. but there's another name it I looks like the back the, the back left is bad that's where the energy went next i'm just going to inject all four of them all simultaneously okay. 
And then that'll help regenerate those knees. And then Reto, is that what you said the other dog's name is? Yeah, and can you, with Rocky, um, she's got very bad names that she's treating mm-hmm. on him. And she vaccinates mm-hmm. all the dogs also. Mm-hmm. So if you could kind of some kind of healing for his name, she is treating him for it too. Yeah, I just saw him get shaved. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, I'll do that. Reto's spirit, Reto's spirit's out of its body, so it is dying. And uh, so I'll work on him on the break. Thanks for calling in, Arlene. Stay with us, everybody. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. And our next caller has a 614 area code, and that's Columbus, Ohio, because that's where I grew up. So I recognize that. Hi, what's your name? Hello. Well, guess not. All right. So let's go to somebody else then. Let's go to Daisy next. Hi, Daisy. Hi. How are you? Oh, not so good. I'm um, sorry. I've been experiencing a lot of pain and vertigo, and I'm taking a lot of medications. I'm taking Vaclofen, Meclistin, Meloxicam. Um, uh, all arthritis and a whole bunch of, uh, anti-inflammatory herbal things. And I'm getting these, uh, heart palpitations very fast. And huh. I just don't know what to stop taking. I don't know what to do about these, uh, heart palpitations that are accelerated. Okay. Daisy, please tell everybody where you're located. Ocala, Florida. Ocala. All right. So obviously you're having a reaction to something that you're taking. That's what the heart palpitations are. And I'm taking uh, a lot of sugar also. Maybe I'm taking too much. Yeah, protein, and sure's got a ton of sugar in it, girl. Ton. Oh. Ton. All I'm right. taking the one so, without sugar also, but I maybe it's because I have a protein shake for breakfast and then I have a, like two more protein. Uh, or ensure maybe I'm just having too much protein and it's just convenient to have it close to my bed since I can't make it to the kitchen sometimes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I, I don't the, know. the thing about, the thing about those, um, artificial sweeteners too is sometimes those can cause a reaction like that too. So let me just ask, is it in Daisy's best interest to drink ensure? I get one a day, Daisy. One and a what day. I'm trying to do, I'm trying to do no yeah. more. All right. Uh, try that and see if that helps. In the meantime, what I'm doing is I'm looking at your heart and I'm doing a, a little quick heart ablation on you, okay. which just gets your heart back into sinus rhythm. And I watch electrodes get put on the perimeter of the heart and then there's a current that goes through it. I don't think there's anything wrong with your heart. I think it's something you're eating, but this will just help kind of shock it back into line real quickly. So I hope that makes you, helps you feel better. Okay. Thanks for calling. Okay, Take care. Bye bye. All right. Let's go to Debbie next. Hi, Debbie. Hello. Hi, Debbie. Hi. Hi. Um, my name is Debbie. I'm um, calling from Lamont, Alberta, Canada. Oh, wonderful. All right. Hi, and, Are you full of snow? We, um, Yeah, not too bad, actually. We've had a really nice winter so far, so we do have snow, and the weather's been quite nice, actually. Um, 
Yeah, it's been very nice, actually. We're still probably about zero or one above, so it's not too bad. Oh, terrific. Well, great. Well, do you have a question for me? I do. Um, I was diagnosed with pancreas cancer that has spread to my lungs. Um, oh, I was diagnosed. Yeah, I was diagnosed in May. So I, I did have a surgery. They did take out uh, two thirds of my pancreas um, oh. and my spleen, but there was it never spread to my spleen, but it did spread to my lungs. I never okay. did t- do chemo or radiation, and mm-hmm. uh, I turned down chemo July fourteenth, and the doctor said I have about six months to live. So I'm basically in the six month right now, but I am doing my own natural detoxing and natural mm-hmm. supplements and everything as much as I can to um, slow it down or, you know, by some miracle, maybe um, get rid of my cancer. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to know, I guess, what stage I'm at or what am I doing that's helping me or what I could do to help myself more, especially with the lungs. I don't like it when I get tight to my lungs. Yeah. Yeah. You're not dying at the moment. Your spirit's very much in your body. So you're not in any of the phases of transition. And by the way, Debbie, I don't edit anything I get because everything can be healed. And so I believe, who the heck am I to decide what you need to hear? Uh, It's spirit working through me and with me. And it's not up to me to decide what's the right thing to tell you. So I just figure if I get the information, you're supposed to hear it or otherwise I wouldn't get it. So what I'm doing is I'm doing a DNA healing on you right now where there's been seven strands of DNA that have come out of a chromosome in your body. And I'm watching the letters that make up the recipe that tells our cells how to behave. I'm watching them get reconfigured and the Mm -hmm. mutations are getting corrected. I do this healing all the time with cancer patients and it works great. So Mm -hmm. I'm watching those happen. Those strips are going back in. In the meantime, in your lungs... What I'm doing is I'm going in. looks like your right lung is worse than your left to me when I have you on yes. my radar. Right. So I'm getting the tumors out. You've got scar tissue in there, too. So I'm cutting that as well. And again, when I say it's I'm, it's spirit working through me and with me. So I'm cutting that and getting those tumors out of there. Pancreas, let's just regenerate that part that they took out. Stem cell energy is the absolute coolest stuff. It'll regenerate whatever we need it to. So stem cell energy looks like a light amber colored gel, has sparkles in it because it's woo woo. You know, you got to have sparkles and oh, yeah. it is um, reconfiguring that part there. It's like there's a mold of what the pancreas was before they removed it. It's an energetic mold. And then I just put the stem cell energy in there and there's a vortex that forms above it. And it regenerates that tissue. Sometimes when new organs are regenerated, they show up on subsequent scans. And I've had doctors call me and say, what are you doing with my patient and how's this work? So, oh, really? I don't, yeah, I don't care if it shows up or not. I just want it to work well for you. So I got okay. that. All right. And now what I'm doing is I'm flushing out your limb system. This is like a speedy healing all over your body here, just because I want to mm-hmm. do it before we run out of time. All right. So I've got that. You may have heard me mention earlier that lymph looks like kind of a mustard yellow lava lamp kind of a situation to me. And so we're getting that. And in your, in your lymph, um, I can see little bits of cancer. So it's flushing it out. So hopefully that'll help Debbie and, uh, all the best to you. And thanks so much for calling in this evening. 
Everybody, that's it for this week. I hope you have a terrific weekend and uh, enjoy your families and friends. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll talk to you next week. Take care, everybody. Sending lots of love from Sweet Home, Alabama. Bye now. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.